Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is More Than Amuse podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Stani. And Merry Christmas! Yay! I hope you had a great holiday. Yeah, Merry Day After Christmas. Merry Day After Christmas. It still counts. We're all still celebrating, right? Absolutely. I imagine so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're recording this well before <laughs> Christmas, but I imagine we're going to have a great holiday. Definitely. Hopefully, traveling goes well, and I'm excited. We'll probably get some snow for sure. Yeah. A white Christmas in Utah. Definitely. I would be shocked if we don't. I'm going to have to bring all my warm stuff. Yes. You're going to want to kind of bundle up. Although it's kind of doing that weird thing where it's like there's snow on the ground, so it's not as cold outside. Yes. It's the mm-hmm. weirdest phenomenon. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, really. It's but. like the opposite here in Nashville, where it like actually looks pretty nice outside, and then you go outside, and you're dying. Freezing. So, it's the yeah. lack of humidity in Utah. That's what it is. Because it makes it so like it looks freezing outside, and it's actually really not that cold. And that's why all of the boys in high school were shorts? gym shorts yep. <laughs> all December long. Absolutely. Well... Would you like to introduce the topic for today? Yes. Today we are talking about work. Yay. (laughs) Which may seem weird, but we're talking about specifically holiday work Mm -hmm. and how it always tends to be this battle of the sexes between like who gets the brunt of the holiday labor. And honestly, it's not really that much of a battle because we all know who ends up doing the most. Doing the most. I mean, yes, because stereotypically, it's the wife. It's the the woman in a typical heterosexual partnership that will be doing all of it. I actually saw a TikTok that isn't necessarily this topic exactly, but when I saw it, it made me think about this topic that we're doing today where this guy talked about like things that he will do to like take the mental labor off of his wife. And he pointed out how a lot of times in relationships, like the mental labor will still fall on the woman. So for example, it's like, oh, if the house is a mess, instead of just like looking around and like, making a choice to do something, going to the wife and then being like, well, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And so then it's up to the wife to assign and decide as opposed to just taking that step, not putting the mental labor on them and saying, oh, I recognize that there's something that could be done. I'm just going to make a choice and do something as opposed to going be like, what do you want me to do? Like, what should I do? No, I love that because I think that that's honestly kind of the hardest part of it is that even Mm -hmm. if you're in a household where the workload is split a lot Mm -hmm. of the times that mental labor is left on the woman like okay what are we going to eat like even if he helps cook she probably plans the meal plans the meal or like what gifts are we going to give even if he helps wrap and buy 
who actually ends up deciding what presents what we're getting and yeah plans the shopping day to go yes. out and do everything and exactly yeah, especially in-law gifts or like traveling and packing and just like all of the things that go into it and how mm-hmm. it's just not really something we ever talk about around the holidays Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's a bunch of articles on it we're gonna it's probably gonna be kind of a loose conversation but there's been quite a few articles that i'll link in the episode notes specifically from jstor if anyone remembers using them all the time in college so they did a whole thing on it actually and then there was also a podcast episode that i didn't listen to but they wrote out like an article about the episode Uh by Mamma Mia is the podcast episode and they title it Why So Many Women Really Hate Christmas. Oh, interesting. Then of course we were on an opposite take. I hate this article, but we'll also talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's Would There Be Christmas Without Women by the Orlando Sentinel and it's written by man and he sounds very bitter. So we'll talk about that. And then we're actually going to go into this really cool Irish holiday tradition that they have following Christmas that I think we all should adopt so yeah absolutely. that's kind of the layout of everything so as we mentioned women in heterosexual relationships they generally do the bulk of the housework generally generally yes okay? <laughs> let's uh, i just let's put that disclaimer at the forefront of this episode obviously we're speaking in generalities if you are one a man listening and you're like no i do this in my relationship amazing congratulations i'm so happy for you and if you are in a relationship where you feel like your man does enough that's great but anyways blah 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 blah. we're not man hating (laughs) we're just talking (laughs) you're good i feel like the hard part about this topic is that it can feel a little touchy like i feel like we're moving into like a new sphere that we haven't like touched on yet which is weird because we've talked about so much controversy but it's like because I feel like we're about to make a lot of assumptions yeah and I know that's something that people immediately move into like well not all men or not all relationships or this is like yeah but enough that we've noticed a trend so we're gonna talk about it yeah I think that's fair Definitely. And there's a lot of stuff in here about like the differences that happen in other types of relationships. So I promise (laughs) we will touch on it. But yes, you're probably going to get a little triggered by some generalizations for a minute. And that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. Anyways, like I said, stereotypically, women in heterosexual relationships, they do the bulk of housework. And then during the holiday season, there is just naturally more tasks to do. On, on top of the everyday cooking, cleaning, organizing, there's shopping, trip planning, party throwing, party preparing to go to because sometimes going to a party doesn't take as much work as hosting, but also takes a fair share of work. Well, yeah. And the hard part is with hosting, too, is that you have to like clean the whole house from top to bottom, plus make sure all yes. the food and gifts and everything are there. There's a lot that goes into the holidays. There is a lot. In 2015, Judith Schulwitz, who's a journalist and author, wrote about the warrior role of woman essentially she argues that even if men and women seem to distribute housework evenly women are still in charge of managing the home resulting in an increased pressure and anxiety and like i mentioned like the mental labor of it all yes you could call it the triple shift she says called the holiday shift michelle janning who's a a sociologist 
and a professor at Whitman College studied how contemporary families define themselves through domestic objects, photograph displays, decorations, etc., and through spaces. She calls these displays the taking and managing of the family story, which she notes women feel responsible for, which I thought was an interesting point. And then obviously, you know, men and women perceive cleanliness equally. An unclean house generally evokes more anxiety in women. Uh, And then during the holidays, the presentation of the home is more visible. So therefore, there's like a heightened meaning attached to it. So then, of course, the worrying about the Christmas picture or card is more likely to happen with women. And the responsibility of sharing it outside of the family is more likely to fall on the shoulders of women. Like creating a Shutterfly album or making sure the address list is up to date. Yes. All the extra tasks. Yeah, just all the tiny things, the invisible stuff that no one thinks about. And I actually learned Mm -hmm. a new definition during all of this. It's called kin keeping, Mm -hmm. which I haven't like heard, but I love. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that either. It's the perfect way to describe what it is. So it's the act of maintaining and strengthening familial ties. So kind Mm -hmm. of what you talked about, that Christmas card, the decorations, like the traditions, the Shutterfly albums and the address lists. It's the stuff that you do and they even call it emotional labor done both out of a sense of obligation and because of emotional attachment. Things that you feel obligated to do, not just because they're like what everyone does, but because it's important to you. Yeah. Like it's emotionally important to you, even though it requires more work. I think that some people might look at the holidays and like their traditions and be like, oh, this is just so much extra unnecessary work you know like you don't have to send out the Christmas cards you don't have to plan the party if it's going to be so much work for you which like it is like you are putting on a lot of extra work for yourself that you know we're already very busy as humans trying to survive that we give ourselves these extra tasks but I think that's like obviously yes you you're choosing to partake in these but it is important you know there is a benefit to obviously traditions like this I mean obviously but I don't know I think that sometimes people be like oh you don't need to do that oh that's silly that's pointless when it's like no there's a there is a good thing about doing the traditional things helping you stay connected to people that you only do maybe hear from once a year via Christmas card but kind of like maintains those close ties even if it's a little bit extra work like there is a benefit and that usually will fall on like one person to do all those things and yet everyone benefits from it like in a typical family yeah one of the things that I loved it actually brought up kind of a benefit of kin keeping is that it strengthens intergenerational bonds Mm -hmm. which I thought was so important because you'll be like well in the age of like Facebook and Instagram like who needs to send out a Christmas card but then it's like oh your great aunt who lives in Arizona doesn't see you unless you send her a Christmas card because she doesn't get on Instagram like she doesn't know what's going on Instagram yeah Yeah. you know so it's like and I know a lot of older generations are on social media now but it's just kind of one of those like traditional things that has a lot more like standards to it that people Mm -hmm. have done forever they expect it it's kind of something that's helped strengthen the intergeneration relationships that like generally are struggling already (laughs) I would say and also things like telephoning or writing letters visiting in person Mm -hmm. sending gifts 
or even like acting as a caregiver for any disabled or infirm members, especially during Mm -hmm. the holiday season when everyone is having a lot harder emotional time if they're alone. And so women are more likely just to be those kin keepers. They organize family events and reunions. They're Mm -hmm. the ones reaching out, organizing the outfits for the Christmas card, hiring the photographer, like getting them printed. Uh All of that usually ends up following on the matriarch of the family. And it's not just like (laughs) what you think, but like they literally have done studies and surveys. A 2006 survey of three different cohorts of Americans, including those born before 1930, those born in between 1946 to 1964, and those born between 1965 to 1976, found that women reported more contact with their relatives than men in every single generation. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's ending at 1976. That's about like our parents age yeah, a little younger than my parents yeah so it would be kind of interesting to see if that continues throughout different generations like I would mm-hmm. love to know if like the older millennials younger millennials tend to also follow the same patterns yeah me too yeah because it would be interesting to know if like if that's still continuing or if that's trending downwards kind of going along with this is that in 1990 there was a study that examined the different ways men and women perceive holiday shopping and that women in the study felt compelled to do the work which often involved this kin keeping but then also just christmas shopping in general and it was determined to be women's work they were the primary gift givers and spent more time shopping than men according to the study women appear to be socialized to take it quite seriously as real and important work which like I guess like if, you know, during the 80s and 90s, there was a community where most of the women were stay-at-home wives, it makes sense that they would be the ones to do the holiday shopping while, you know, their partner's at work all day. Mm -hmm. But I think that even it just goes beyond that where it's like, like I said, like they've been socialized to take it just really, really seriously and to just do it all themselves then, you know? Yeah, definitely. I thought this was super interesting. They actually talked about how Ken keeping changes once children come into the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of childless couples actually are able to more evenly distribute household labor and keeping labor because it's more of like a, an equal divide. I feel like it's so much easier. You're able to be like, okay, like you kind of help with this part. I'll help with this part. You know, like you're able to delegate it easier, but once mothering (laughs) comes into it all, it gets even harder because there's this like projected image of an ideal household. Um, like you're now trying to keep traditions for your children which I think like holidays in general probably get a lot more stressful for people with kids because you want it to be so magical for them yes I mean currently as a childless married person we're kind of creating our little holiday memories but there feels so much less stress you know that I'm like you know if we don't make it to the Christmas lights this year whatever it's fine like we make christmas cookies we bought a little christmas tree but like i'm already anticipating when i have kids suddenly it's like no 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 we're like we have to make this effort like we have to make it magical because you want it to be something that they look back on fondly yeah so it's this whole added pressure you want to like build memories and traditions with your children definitely i also thought it was interesting though specifically when they're talking about decorating the home they said that single Mm -hmm. women generally feel more pressure than single men oh interesting yeah yeah and that it's the same for like married women and mothers versus like married men and fathers it's 
funny. Like I said, we didn't do a ton of decorating for the holidays. We just got a little Christmas tree from Target. But it was definitely my idea that was like, hey, let's go get a Christmas tree. Hey, let's go get lights and ornaments. And Jordan was like, well, I know it'll make you happy. Let's go. But then once we got it all set up, he was like, okay, I'm glad that you push this because this is cute and nice in our space now and I'm like "Hmm, yep (laughs) thank you I was right but I feel like that's really common where it's not even that like Jordan was being a neglectful horrible husband it just like didn't even cross his mind but for me I'm like no we need to decorate then do something festive you know it's just like ingrained in there definitely see and it's even funny like I don't know how many single men that live alone have a Christmas tree up but I've got one in my living room I have it set up it has cute ornaments on it it looks adorable so (laughs) yeah but it's like I felt the need to do that and not necessarily like pressure but it was just like it's something I thought of whereas like I don't think a lot of single men especially because I won't even be here for Christmas yeah I felt the need to put a tree either yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and I think that that's a lot of the excuse that I don't know like men or some other people would make they'd be like well we're not even gonna be here so why does it matter like i didn't even think of it it's fine yeah Yeah, (laughs) so interesting they also said it's not just getting married that makes women do this like they talked about like Mm -hmm. single women tend to do it more often than single men and they brought that up because they're socialized at a very early age they bring up the fact that girls are usually given more chores around the house Um, They also brought up that that statistically girls are paid a lower allowance than boys. Oh, like even now. And that was a 2017 study. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't get paid an allowance. So I did as a teenager when I needed gas money that they were like, okay, well, here's like a, you know, allowance. But I don't think we did before that. I know like my dad did help out with gas when we were in high school because we were like, working and stuff because I was like going to school yeah yeah but yeah like we didn't have a traditional allowance for like chores not consistently yeah so I don't know that was interesting like the pay gap exists for (laughs) children (laughs) that's not cool but she said decorating your space is still something that women want to do feel the pressure to Mm -hmm. do stress about and then do the representation of your home as this beautiful place is still prioritized for women absolutely and again it's I don't think Jordan was being neglectful by any means, but when we moved into this space, he just wanted it to be cozy and comfortable. And I was like, okay, I get that, but we need to make it. Like, we yeah. need to decorate it in a nice way. And I was like, and you'll thank me later. And mm-hmm. anyways, we compromised. We got a little bit nicer mattress. We got a nice sofa, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely me being like, no, I want to decorate this space and I want to decorate it in a way that I like. And definitely. Yeah. I also... When I was reading all this, I kind of thought about the fact that it probably is even harder for artists because I was like, oh, but I feel like this added pressure that it's like, (laughs) I need to have like artwork in my house that's not just like grocery store totally artwork. I want like yeah. good artwork and I want things that when people are like oh what's that about because you have a podcast it can be like mm-hmm. oh this is you know and also with us like recording things on the internet and like making reels and stuff like that you feel the need to have like a nice place backdrop yeah that absolutely. you're in and so I wonder if that totally I'm sure it does like I'm sure for artists you feel an even greater pressure to make sure that your home is reflective and like you want it to be a place that's inspiring to you that you can feel motivated and yeah happy in of course so I think it's probably even more so as the artists yeah I totally agree this is interesting too so in the same study they brought up the fact that same-sex couples actually are able to more evenly carry out 
housework than heterosexual couples, which I want a whole other study on. Like, why is it so different? Could it be misogyny? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Could it be? Perhaps. Probably. <laughs> Generally, I think the answer is yes. But yeah. um, oh, I thought this was an interesting thing that you put in there about the change of Christmas. You put that in there, so you can. Uh, yeah, I that. think it was from the same article. They just brought up the fact that like Christmas used to be a neighborhood thing. Um, yeah, which sounds. <laughs> fun yeah i know i was thinking about this a lot after i read this too because i was like interesting in the 17th and early 18th century it was this time for celebrating with your neighbors which makes sense because families moved like travel wasn't as accessible people lived further away from one another so you hung out with the people around you like Mm -hmm. it was a social gathering and i'm sure that's where a lot of like christmas dance party like balls and stuff and like You'd invite people mm-hmm. over to stay in your manor for Christmas. And it was a very yeah. holiday-based thing. So, like, Christmas has changed a lot, too, because back then, when it was more of a neighborhood thing, it actually required men to be a lot more involved in, like, the organization like of the social no gatherings. Yeah. yeah, they were, like, because they were the mayors and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and the landowners. So they had to kind of like organize these events and like help create these interpersonal connections with the neighbors to help the family status grow higher. And, you know, men were required to kind of be a lot more socially involved. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whereas now, because of like the 19th century, we're in a very bureaucratic world. Personal ties are separate from political and economic ties. Yeah, men tend to take care of a lot of the political and economic ties or like breadwinning, voting, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Even though yeah. women can vote, you know what I mean. No, and then, I yeah, women take over interpersonal relations, like kin keeping, social networking with neighbors and friends and a lot of those like more emotional connections. Mm-hmm. And so because of the shift in society, like men don't have that same kind of responsibility with like neighborhood family connections that they used to. Yeah, interesting. And I actually feel like that's a a fault of our modern society. Yeah, absolutely. Not that like, I'm like, well, you know, it should not fall on the women. But I think that's a very sad thing for men that they don't really have like those same ways. Like there's got to be something that like that must have been fulfilling. Yes, So something's missing, I'm assuming. I don't know. Even though it was very gendered, the idea that women like invited each other over for like afternoon tea and like sewing circles and stuff yeah and then men had like their little men's clubs that they went to at night and like talked about i don't know politics and books (laughs) it's kind of like i've seen that like all golf is is guys excuse to hang out with each other yeah because most guys aren't willing to be like hey do you want to hang out like they have to be doing something they feel like it's weird to do that so they like play golf like and i've just like seen jokes it's like that's all golf is is men's excuses to hang out with each other which i thought was funny but i think there's some truth to that well definitely i also think that that's why like online video games are so popular it's like a chance to actually talk to people (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> like actually have a community and something mm-hmm. so it's just it's sad in a lot of ways plus we're missing out on all the extravagant christmas parties please i need that yes i know that would be so fun i want to get invited to a christmas ball 
in like a huge manner <laughs> now we're just like romanticizing a jane austen novel over here that's fine <laughs> that's literally what i'm thinking of yeah because don't they go to like the christmas ball at pemberley or something yeah probably yeah. that's what i'm imagining in my brain at least definitely <laughs> another element of this too is like i guess on the other end of the spectrum like where we are now with society is social media mm-hmm. and in the age of instagram presentation and like what your home looks like, I think takes an increased level of importance because now it's not that, oh, you have a beautiful home for the guests that come over. You have a beautiful home that you can post pictures of and post on Instagram. So you have to make sure the home looks good. This quote is, it's still a woman's responsibility. And during the holidays, that expectation is just notched up. You're more likely to have space in your home on public display. You're more likely to have things come out of storage that you need to organize, display, curate. You're more likely to have an event where there's hosting, duty, food and drink, all that. There's a heightened amount of labor and of course I think that's even now more heightened because here we are with Instagram where you don't have to have a holiday party for all of your friends from I don't know I I've like thought about that that it's actually very crazy that people from high school okay that like I don't talk to anymore but they like all know what I'm doing with my life because I put it on display you know yeah. via social media and it's actually it's very interesting that it just provides such a window into people's just like everyday lives that you don't have the emotional ability to like stay up to date with everyone, even if you still like them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's weird to me. I don't know why I've been like thinking about that lately more of like, wow, it's unusual that I still know so much about people that I was mm-hmm. friends with like Isn't there seven like, years ago. I feel like I've heard this before on a podcast that so could very well be false. But not to say that what we say is false. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> but that doesn't say anything about our podcast. <laughs> no, we research everything. But yeah, I think someone said it like offhand, so I don't know if it's like cool. true, legit. But yeah. they brought up the fact that like the human brain isn't meant to really know more than a yeah. hundred people. I've heard that. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird phenomenon where in the age of all these followers, where like you have like thousands and thousands of followers and. You're not really supposed to be able to keep track of that many no. people. You're really only supposed to know like a hundred people. And even then, that's just like knowing them, not like knowing yeah. what they do every day with their lives. Yeah, I think it was only like firsthand. 20 people that you're expected to like actually connect Maintain with on a consistent with. basis. Mm. And then a hundred people that you actually like know and can like retain all the information on. Yeah, so it's kind of weird that we're in this place where you're projecting your life out to the masses Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis and we're just like storing all of this information all the time in our brains we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists so today i will be spotlighting a blogger and a baker it's lane l-a-n-e and gray fair fair is spelled f-a-r-e she does gluten-free and nut-free food and like also egg-free and dairy-free recipes but it's like all baked goods muffins cookies holiday things and they look amazing and delicious yes they do wow so i mean who says gluten-free treats can't be amazing and delicious because looking through this it's literally it's so beautiful all of it so actually cake. the best chocolate cake i've ever had in my life was gluten-free really yes it was made with quinoa quinoa Ooh, i'm intrigued it was delicious my grandma made it for me one year because i was doing a bunch of like 
allergy testing. I was having some stomach problems. Mm -hmm. And so my birthday came around and I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. (laughs) And so she made me this quinoa chocolate cake and it was so good. So like do not sleep on gluten-free food. It's delicious. Good to know. I mean, looking through this all is, yeah, it looks incredible. So Yes. Also, my favorite peanut butter cookie recipe is also gluten-free so mm-hmm. well there we go perfect don't hate on it yeah um again that is lane and gray fair honestly it's just like scrolling through is just very enjoyable been making a lot of christmas really cookies and desserts so i love how like dark everything is i know that's I know. weird but like a lot of baking blocks make everything like really white i know it's like a different aesthetic than what i'm used to seeing on a baking yeah. instagram but i like it it's fun I have a nice little artist to spotlight. Her name is, I'm going to guess Erin, but it's spelled differently. Anyway, Erin Lands. It's spelled A-R-Y-N. And then her username is um, A-R-Y-N dot fun. Ooh, fun. Ooh, I like it. Yes. She's got some cute little Christmas stuff going on. They're just like fun little illustrations, I guess you call them yeah like it's a pickle jar and it says kind of a big dill or Uh like a little birthday cake or Uh have a cup of cheer and it's got like a little eggnog on santa mug Uh uh-huh i love it yeah they're just cute so yeah go check her out i think she's based in ohio from what i can tell yeah so she's a professor at the modern college of design and she works for a design studio in ohio so oh that's amazing yeah Super fun stuff. Really cute. Love that illustration style. Me too. So go check it out at Erin Fun. All right. Now back to the show. So (laughs) this kind of was interesting. It talked about the fact that like part of the issue of like holiday labor not being divided evenly is definitely on women. (laughs) Because women are like, no, I'll do it. Yeah. Which I'm guilty of. I oh, don't, I, 100%. So women totally are gatekeeping the holidays. <laughs> and it's not necessarily their fault, but this is why. So in many women report pleasure in engaging in holiday activities. And even in the most mm-hmm. liberated households, it's hard to escape the kind of relentless pressure that accompanies these seamless, charming rituals. And who doesn't want to do things like decorate the house and stuff like that? but they bring with them the baggage of old expectations. So the hard part is, is that it's a lot of emotional work, but there's like pleasure that comes from it. And so it's hard because like there's pressure, it's difficult, you feel a lot of stress, but it's like this tremendous weight of 150 years of being told that this is our special skill, our special contribution of family life Mm. and community life, of which can be very gratifying. And it's why women hold on to it very often. So even when the work is anxiety-inducing, women may want to be recognized for their special authority over the holidays. Yeah. They want to be responsible for it. And and the truth is, like, it's fun. Like, I it like is. decorating my Christmas <laughs> And I don't think that makes me less of a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's part of the issue, too, is that, like, women care more a lot of the times of what it ends yeah. up looking like. They can be more opinionated, at least from what I've seen, <laughs> of, like, what things actually end up looking like and Mm -hmm. so it's hard because women don't really want to hand it over they yeah they want to keep it but Um, also and and maybe i i can speak from experience like i don't trust 
someone to do it. And sorry, that makes me sound like I'm being so <laughs> passive aggressive to Jordan. <laughs> I am not. I'm like, someone, you should listen to today's podcast episode, Jordan. Make sure. <laughs> no, but but I think like generally I will call myself out that it's like, okay, but actually do I want Jordan to help me because maybe I don't maybe I just kind of want to do this myself and I don't actually like trust him to do it when like that's me projecting yeah that's not fair definitely and I think that it's something to kind of look at that it's like well why like why don't you trust them to do that like Mm -hmm. they live in the same house as you they know what you like they buy you gifts like do you not trust them to go pick out the ornament you know what I mean and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun but like there's got to be a balance and like you can't take over everything for an entire holiday on your own and then get mad that the other person's not helping in the same way exactly (laughs) but I like this next section obviously things are changing and Mm -hmm. more women are telling their partners I want you to share this with me and I think it's more of a trend that single men are taking more responsibility for maintaining their own social relationships Mm -hmm. and married men are taking more responsibility for shopping and like we said at the beginning every situation is different this is another funny thing i'm just gonna read this little part because it made me laugh but even when women report getting joy out of holiday labor there are reasons to question it female friends often tell me that their male partners just aren't as good at this as at this work as they are that they do it partly because it would cause more stress to hand over the tasks but we will be a lot better off when we can begin to trust men to do these things just as we let kids set the table wrong in order that they (laughs) learn to do it we need to let go yeah and then this if your male partner has been infantilized that way by his mother and by a hundred years of socialization then let them screw it up one time you know he'll learn she adds that sometimes we women might even learn from the different methods that men use as they gain more experience doing these tasks yes i mean obviously that's very infantilizing i know but you know what i they bring up a good point it's been a hundred years of socialization of infantilization you know what i mean like yeah it's not necessarily their fault. It's yeah. the fact that for hundreds of years we've been saying, no, these are the women's duties. And I'll just take care of it. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. and you know, how, especially how we talked about with Christmas music, how because yeah. it only comes around once a year, it doesn't age the same way. And mm-hmm. it kind of made me think about the fact that that's probably why we have such a hard time finding like feminist Christmas things because essentially if it's only coming around once a year it's not aging the same way so therefore Christmas is probably the least progressive holiday (laughs) it's almost like by the time it's here it's over and we don't need to think about it and it was a lot it was too stressful to push anything anyways so we'll just worry about it next year so we all rewind back like a couple of years to like (laughs) the 50s or something you know because it's just easier and then especially with it being the end of the year yeah I think everyone's just like oh we'll just get over with it and then we can move on to like being progressive and equal (laughs) once the new year is oh my gosh that's so funny oh and it even brings up the fact that like he does say this is a difference so since most couples don't divide the work evenly only about three out of ten do wow (laughs) the workload during the holidays is likely to exasperate certain patterns in relationships as women end up doing more of the work during this time it does not mean that the couple will correct the imbalance most likely he tells me it will reinforce divisions that already exists In the face of normative pressures, people tend to retreat to traditions. Ah, because like we've been doing the same Christmas traditions for years and years and years. And so it's like, okay, let's just go back to the traditional way in all aspects of everything. 
Agreed. So, and especially like normative pressures, like you're feeling a lot of pressure from like your family, your relatives, your neighborhood, your Instagram followers, like everything. And so when all of that pressure is building, you just retreat back to the way you've always seen it done. Mm -hmm. I also think that it just goes to show another aspect of, I guess, like appreciating that work that a woman does. Because like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of maybe the original reason why women picked up a lot of the work is because in like a stereotypical like 1950s family, the husband was at work all day. So it just Mm kind of made sense that like, okay, when it's time to prepare for holiday things, go holiday shopping. Of course, that's going to be the woman's role. And I think sometimes there's like, a oh, well, if the woman is enjoying doing it, you know, if she's choosing to go out and do Christmas shopping or buy the Christmas tree, do all the decorating, cooking, baking cookies and things like that. Like, obviously, those are generally fun things to do that it's almost like not appreciated and perceived as work when in reality it's like no 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 like in a partnership like sure maybe one person is working but that doesn't mean that like the I guess generally speaking like the woman's role of like preparing everything for the holidays doing the role of a kin keeper like Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's less than just because they're not earning the paycheck for it per se you know they're not going to clock in every day and do that that doesn't mean it's not as equally valuable in just different ways yeah and I love that you brought up like it's fun so it's not work they actually Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that like a lot of men tend to insist that their partners enjoy the work yeah and so they're like oh it's no big deal like she likes it yeah so they don't take it as seriously yes a big deal but when they actually like interview the wives they're like no I don't want to do it this way it's just like that's what we end up doing Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. Like, obviously, if you want to divide your work according to traditional gender roles, you can. It just yeah. it's important that the couple is communicating during that so that someone's not feeling the brunt of all of the kin keeping while the other person's like, oh, yeah. but they like it. It's great. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, like, sure, I enjoy doing this, but like this takes emotional labor. Like this is yeah. effort. It's stressful. It absolutely is. Do you want to bring up the opposite take? yeah I guess I hated this article and I like tried not to hate this article and I did I didn't even copy any notes over from it because it made me so mad yeah yeah (laughs) I like felt the need to include it whenever we do these I always want to find the opposite because you can't read a bunch of articles written by women and then be like oh but you know so I found one written by a man (laughs) it's Darylee Owens of the Sentinel staff this was written in 1993 to be fair so oh, I guess we'll oh, get but I like, like that. Like, but that we're getting a view into 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. We'll give him a little bit of a break, but <laughs> it kind of pissed me off. Anyway, he opens talking about how he's dreaming of a masculine Christmas. And then he says, a pipe dream. I think not. To my female colleague to your right, I'll concede that over the years, women, for better or worse, have handled many of the details why many men have displayed their Christmas sp- spirit by digging into their wallets, uttering a festive, here, buy them something. there's a simple explanation for that men are smart heck if anybody wants if somebody wants to do all the work let them and while i would sooner listen to roseanne arnold screech the national anthem i don't know than agree with an economic rush limbaugh i don't know that either he's right men still wear the pants in america (sighs) and then he goes on men aren't pond scum they do their fair share around christmas they always have 
let's examine the contention that Christmas, if left up to men, would feature hoardy hordes of guys rummaging through Circle K stores, the last minute scooping up Budweiser cold cut sandwiches and chips for dinner, as well as copies of guns and ammo and Soldier of Fortune for gifts. Not to toot my own horn, but why the heck not? I am a major player in Christmas at my household. My cooking has never killed anyone, so I whip up many of the dishes. My wife, Sherry, and I both set up the tree. We both buy presents for each other, our daughter, Kelly, and our in-laws. I usually wrap them all. My wife says I'm a rare bird. I'd make some woman a great wife, but I'd say there's always been more Cliff Huxables than Al Bundy's roaming America. Anyway, he goes on to talk about how, like, guys aren't the only holiday for procrastinators everyone tends to procrastinate I know that was such an interesting point when he's like men have often been berated about lacking initiative but 72 percent of people are last minute shoppers so obviously some of them are women well I'm like what what is the point you're making is that like yeah well women procrastinate too it's like okay (laughs) I I just feel like that's a non-point but whatever I know and then he also brings up dad's the one who sets up the tree affixes the Christmas lights outside the house and constructs the bicycles playhouses and other goodies that Santa will get credit for good let's face it most of the world's great chefs are men therefore don't make me laugh that Christmas dinner wouldn't be possible which that is a whole other conversation we can get into on why oh my god I hate this let me drop a few names Chef Boyardee let's what does that even mean what is the point of this it doesn't matter if that's like me saying like I can't even think of like an explanation being like well some women are astronauts so no one can get mad at me if I didn't do any math today. Like, that's what he's saying. Where it's like, well, some men have been great chefs. So if I don't help with Christmas dinner, uh, no one gets to say a thing. Mm-hmm. What is What does that mean? And then he comes <laughs> up with all these, like, stupid things. He's like, well, men who don't know how to cook know that you can just go to the local supermarket's deli to get turkey and all the fixings. I promise you like, it's not go- as good as a nice home-cooked <laughs> Christmas meal. Presents and expensive ones. A Maritz poll found that 15% of men spend between $500 to $1,000 on Christmas gifts compared to only 11.9% of women. Not granted the fact that men were making the majority of the income in America. <laughs> also, arguing like, oh, well, 15 versus 11. It's like, okay, if we're like talking like 70% versus 20, like, okay, yeah. maybe that's something. 15 versus 11. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's like 500 to 1,000 per gift. Because I'd say like women probably give more, more gifts, gifts that are cheaper, whereas a guy is probably just buying a gift for like what his wife. One, so he'll yeah. spend $1,000 on it. I don't know. I would like a thousand dollar Christmas. And then present. he's like, <laughs> some men can wrap gifts, but nineties men know that department stores will gladly wrap anything you buy. And by the way, sixty percent of men shop at department stores. Also, first off, I know for a fact that most women know that too, but then they also recognize that that's spending more money and that they can yes. save money by doing it at home. And I love wrapping presents. Yeah, I do too. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things. I do it's love fun. that. But this is the like the part that <laughs> nail in the coffin pissed me off the most was this last sentence says <laughs> this um, so to all of you who think that the Grinch would prevail if daddy run the show pish posh and one thought for colleague Shreves to conjugate at last check that jolly person in the red suit who slides down chimneys with a sack of goodies you know the guy who's synonymous with Christmas is named Saint Nick not Nicole what does that mean? What What is the point? I don't know. It's like what? Santa's a guy, so, so in your face. Yeah, you want to know what? He's also not real. So, <laughs> so I don't know what that does. Like that is a fake thing that is not real. 
Yeah, it's your I wife. Don't know. The whole thing like bothered me because I feel like the articles we read before did much better in explaining like why this happens and like how it actually ends up falling on women and like why men don't end up doing a lot of it and that it's not even really their fault. And so for him to be like, well, men may not be able to cook, but like the best chefs in the world are men and like <laughs> they can just go to the grocery store and buy a turkey. <laughs> and it's like, what the heck are you talking about? What does this have to do with it? <laughs> you think men can't do christmas well santa's a man check yeah mate and then okay. it's like well and men can't wrap presents but they could just go get them wrapped at the department store and it's like, like you're just admitting that you can't do anything yourself yeah it's like well what like why couldn't it just be like maybe help your wife wrap some gifts instead it like, was like this is just him just admitting him that wrapped. he's he's useless that he's like yeah i couldn't do any of this stuff but I could do yeah. it. I could have other people do it for me. And then it also kind of annoyed me that he's like, okay, so men put up the tree and they build all the toys that Santa will get credit for. And it's like, and the wife literally does everything else. <laughs> like, okay, so you do the outside lights, you put up the Christmas tree, you build some toys, and your wife makes all of the food, wraps all of the presents does everything else fills all of the stockings decorates the tree that you put up sends out the christmas card dresses all of the children and but you're mad (laughs) i can i feel like i can guarantee that not once in this man's marriage did he go to his wife and say hey i'm going to do this this year to take the load off for you i want this to be my job i can guarantee he never did that once okay well i mean fine i can't guarantee it (laughs) i am 90% 90% sure that that has, happened. Yeah. has not happened. It was just like really bitter of an article. He even called like Oprah a male bashing talk show host, which was weird. Seems out of nowhere. Maybe she made a very public statement about men and Christmas. I I don't know. It's like I would never describe Oprah as male bashing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. So it's just a very interesting thing but there you go that's our time for the counter argument (laughs) (laughs) that santa is a man so (laughs) yes and uh, his whole thing was would there be a christmas without women and he said men would rise to the occasions there you go you'd all be eating hot dogs and slaw with department wrapped gifts but santa's a man so it would be fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well what is like the irish holiday you found that seems like a more exciting thing to talk about okay so this is like the cutest thing that they've done in ireland and it actually like lapsed for a while and now it's coming back which makes Mm -hmm. me really happy but i love the fact that this was even a thing so in ireland they actually have a holiday that they call women's christmas oh yes um it's pronounced nol ignamon I think is how they say it, but it means women's Christmas in the Irish language. It's a centuries old tradition and it actually takes place on January 6th. And it's a day for women to celebrate themselves. They like yeah. forego all of their household duties. They go out, they like spend time together and they just enjoy the day. And of course they bring up the fact that it's like a window into a different age. So women were responsible for all of the domestic chores, minding the kids, sweeping the floor and doing all of the shopping And so this is what's cute. The men in the 18th century agreed to do all of this so that the women could go out and enjoy their holiday. That's cute. Yeah, that's adorable. Which is a kind of the bare minimum. Yes. But the fact that it happened centuries ago is very cute. (laughs) Yeah. 
So it's also known as Little Christmas in Scotland, or it's traditionally the day that celebrates the Feast of the Epiphany for the rest of the world. So it's a lot of like Catholic religious holidays. It's like the official last day of Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, you know, last year when we talked about how the 12 days of Christmas is actually supposed to be following Christmas leading up to January 6th. Yes. Uh-huh. For the day of Epiphany. So this was kind of the end of all of that oh, festivities. Okay. And because there was so much involved in like the feasts and the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and everything else, women's Christmas was like the token of appreciation for literally everything that happened throughout the mm. entire holiday season. I love it. Yeah, they actually, they talked to like a historian who is a lecturer a lecturer on Irish women's and gender history. Oh, cool. And her family celebrated it. And she said that on that night, women could lay down their tools of disity, put down kitchen implements and have dinner cooked for them or go out with their friends, go visiting to other houses, have parties, sing songs. And um, she talked about the fact that even when she was a kid, they would still have a full Christmas dinner because it was the Feast of Epiphany on the 6th of January, but that it was actually like a day where women could kind of celebrate themselves and just enjoy the day after the huge <laughs> surge of holiday stress. Yeah. Elapsed for a while, but now it's actually called Feminist Christmas to a lot of people. They used it as a day to protest some things that were happening with like the Irish theater scene. So Meryl Streep like ended up voicing in that she supported Irish women in the theater. Um, It was this thing that like funding didn't end up going to like the plays written by women and they were only producing plays written by men in Ireland and it was like a whole thing so they used Little Christmas or (laughs) Women's Christmas Uh to go out and march and talk about women's rights in Ireland especially in the arts with the theater scene and everything that was happening there so that's cool yeah so it's kind of like this cute little feminist holiday now specifically in the south of Ireland yeah. And I just love the fact that they have that there. I love it. Very wholesome. Well, I guess the message of today's episode is communication. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> and if you're a man or a woman, just communication. Offer help. Yeah. Be willing to get help. Talk Treat to your, your partner. partners like children, apparently. <laughs> Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Probably not. That's probably not yeah. a good long term. Treat them like an equal. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the important part. Instead of like saying, oh, they can't do it. You know, yes, like, they can. They're adults. They're adults. Give them an opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Well, if you're listening, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope you don't feel the stress of the holiday mindful labor. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas or had a Merry Christmas. Yes, and maybe if you do feel super stressed out, you can talk about celebrating your own little feminist Christmas on the 6th (laughs) and get a nice little break or take it on the 5th since the 6th is a Monday and we don't get it off from work. But true. Amazing. Have a day. Relax. Celebrate the season. Celebrate the season. We will be back January 2nd, 2023 with a new episode, new year, and we're so excited. Yeah, we are. We're thrilled, very excited, everything that's coming in the new year. And Mm -hmm. yeah, be sure to rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at morethanamused.podcast. And Mm -hmm. we'll see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye.